Welcome to the Staying Ageless Podcast, a show that will equip you with the major keys to achieve extraordinary longevity. This is your girl, Asosa E, also known as Raw Girl. I'm a certified nutrition specialist and behavioral coach. And today on the show, we will be talking about why improving oral care is essential for good health. To get this longevity party started, I'm going to give you guys some tips on why improving your oral health can prevent disease. And later, we'll be chatting with our expert for today, my favorite holistic dentist, Dr. Terry Victor of the DC Dentist. I am so grateful to have each and every one of you tuning into the show. If today's show inspires you, I'm inviting you to go ahead and hit that subscribe button and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. It means the world to me to get feedback, so any reviews are much appreciated. All right, so this episode is personal for me, okay? (laughs) And that's because oral health and dentistry has literally been the major cause of the only health problems I have ever had. I had a bunch of mercury fillings in as a teenager and in my early 20s, I started to experience chronic fatigue, strange food allergies, and more. After going from doctor to doctor and having folks tell me that my health woes were because I was vegan, LOL, I pieced together on my own that I was slowly being poisoned by mercury, which was damaging my microbiome and making it a great host for candida overgrowth, parasites, etc. Once I got the fillings out and did a proper detox, poof! No more symptoms, no more fatigue, no more food allergies, no more random acne breakouts. I'm telling you this story because it is all too common, and there may be some of you listening to me right now who have silver fillings in and haven't thought it was a really big deal. If you get nothing else from today's show, I want to tell you to get those mercury fillings out ASAP, like now, y'all, like like yesterday. (laughs) <laughs> and make sure that you go to a dentist that can do it safely and do a proper mercury detox afterwards with a holistic practitioner like myself who can help you do it really safely. All that said, let's get into a few of the reasons why oral care and the state of your gums and teeth matter for your overall health. Did you know that your mouth has a microbiome? Say what? Yeah, just like you have a gut microbiome, your mouth has one too. Isn't that crazy? The oral cavity has the second largest and diverse microbiota after the gut. It harbors over 700 species of bacteria. It nurtures numerous microorganisms, which include bacteria, fungi, viruses, and protozoa. The term microbiome was actually coined by this guy named Joshua Lederberg. He was a Nobel Prize laureate, and he used it to describe the ecological community of symbiotic, commensal, and pathogenic microorganisms. The promotion of health or progression towards disease is critically influenced by the microbiota. So the oral microbiome usually exists in the form of a biofilm. It plays a crucial role in maintaining oral homeostasis, protecting the oral cavity, and preventing disease development. Disruption of the oral microbiome leads to dysbiosis. What in the world is dysbiosis? Well, it's a disruption in the normal health balance of bacteria in your body. If you have a stomach upset after eating, indigestion, very extremely common, um, GERD or reflux, heartburn, slow digestion, uh, bloating, dysbiosis may be at play there. Or if you have bowel problems like excessive gas, lower belly pains, constipation or diarrhea, there also may be an issue there with dysbiosis. 
An article in the Journal of Bacteriology also stated that microorganisms from the oral cavity have been shown to cause a number of oral infectious diseases, including caries or tooth decay, gum disease, root canal infections, dry socket, and tonsillitis. Evidence is accumulating, which also links oral bacteria to a number of systemic diseases, including cardiovascular disease, stroke, preterm birth, diabetes, and pneumonia. Some warning signs you really need to look out for that tell you that your oral care needs some TLC include bad breath, bleeding gums, loose teeth, or pain. Make sure that you are brushing and flossing daily and getting regular checkups with your dentist to check in on the status of your teeth before there is a problem. All right, we're going to take a short break, and when we return, we're going to chat with our amazing guest. Welcome back. I'm excited that today's guest is Dr. Terry Victor, DDS, who is a holistic dentist and owner of the DC Dentist. Dr. Victor graduated from the Howard University School of Dentistry in 1998. He completed his general practice residency at St. Elizabeth's Hospital before having the vision of creating a practice where the patient's needs are primary, where dentistry is integrated into the overall health of the patients, and where the structure of the practice promotes sustainability. With those things in mind, the DC Dentist was created. His practice treats patients in the areas of general, cosmetic, and restorative dentistry and offers holistic dentistry services that focus on oral health and wellness connection, helping your smile be bright and healthy. All right, Dr. Terry, it is so awesome to have you on the show. I have been looking forward to having this conversation again. (laughs) Well, thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. It's Uh, always nice to talk to you. No, it's great to talk to you, too. You're the only dentist that I know that that doesn't scare me. Um, <laughs> so thank you for uh, relieving some of my past trauma with, with bad yeah. dentists. Yes, no problem. <laughs> um, tell us a little bit about, we don't, we don't really hear about holistic dentistry that often. Tell us how you got into it. Like, how did you even find out about such a thing? Yeah, you know, it's interesting. I, I, I think I really realized that I needed to do something different once I was in dental school. Mm. And when I was in dental school, my my philosophy was that I did things very naturally. I was vegetarian. You know, I, I watched what I ate, exercised and all of that. And then when I was in dental school, I realized a lot of the things that they were telling us was like drugs and surgery and medication. And mm. and I thought, hmm, I thought that what kind of dentist would I want to go to? Because I know that there's like a lot of people that were like me, that was like, um, you know, you want stuff to be less toxic, less drug related and minimize the surgery because I wouldn't want that for myself. So how could right. I tell my patients to go do that? Right. So I decided to do some, uh, you know, did some research, looked up some organizations, and um, I realized that there were some other like-minded dentists out there and some other uh, organizations that had the same philosophy. They had classes and they had courses and, you know, and through my own research, you know, you start to develop 
you know, what your practice looks like to you. I, what's, the, what's the ideal way that my practice would look like? And then that's really how I, I came to, to doing holistic and biological dentistry. I didn't want to be schizophrenic about my, my personal convictions and what I would recommend to other people. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. I think it's really important yeah. for those to be aligned. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's good for, like, good mental health, you know? Exactly, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. so you talked to... Aspect, yeah, go ahead. So the other aspect that I, that I recently introduced at our new office is the whole concept of being um, uh, eco-friendly and being sustainable, because I think that, to me, that that's also something that's very important. So when I had the opportunity to have my own practice in, in, a, in a building that we could have it, I wanted to do it as sustainable as possible. And um, I thought that that was something that, that was really um, vital to my uh, having a, a place that's, that's on my own. Yeah, no, I think it's super cool. You have like a green roof, right? I remember yeah, you showed yeah, it to yeah. me. <laughs> yeah, we have plants growing on the roof, yeah. It's awesome. Um, you mentioned a little bit the philosophy of holistic dentistry, but I'm sure that people don't really understand what that is. Can you explain yeah. what the philosophy is and how it differs from traditional dentistry? Yeah, I certainly, I certainly can. I, I know a lot of times when I talk to people and I say we do holistic dentistry, and their first question is like, what is that? <laughs> right. I, I didn't know that there was such a thing. But for us, the, 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 the philosophy might be different for different dentists, but for us... It means that um, you don't use, um, you try not to use as as, large, um, as toxic materials as possible, right? Mm. So we use in our office, uh, we use uh, home aromatherapy, homeopathic remedies, we use supplementation. We use all of those things to augment the dental work that we do. We don't use, uh, try to really stay away from putting metals in the patient's mouth. Mm. Um, the, um, the materials that we do put in the patient's mouth we try to make it as uh, biocompatible as possible and give a lot of thought to that, what actually goes into patient's mouth. Because what happens is that if you put something in the patient's mouth in dentistry, that thing stays in their mouth for like years and years, 24-7 for wow. years and years. So for us, we want it to be something that might not cause them any harm. So if they have like any kind of like ma uh, metal allergies or if they have any kind of, you know, any kind of thing that they have, that uh, to to be make it as least toxic as possible. So holistic dentistry for us is um, using all those different modalities, mm -hmm. uh, but you still do you still use it in a way that uh, dentists use. You still do the dental work that needs to be done, but you use those things. I think the way that it really differs from traditional dentistry, apart from us using the homeopathics and 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 uh, aromatherapy and all of that. Is that is our philosophy? Is that uh, we see um, we see one patient at a time, and we give that patient our full time and our full energy. Mm. And probably the time that we spend with patients is a lot more time than than a traditional dentist would would spend. I think that that's one of the major differences right. that uh, people have really told us. We we don't really do like assembly line dentistry. And it's really tailored and really geared to, towards an individual and, and, and looking at the whole person. Yeah. Also. It's like, you know, so what is it that you eat? How often do you sleep? What are your stresses in your life? You know, what are your allergies? You know, right. all of those things. Because, you know, what happens um, is that the person comes to our office and you, the, their mouth is not separate from the rest of their body. Yes. Or their mouth is not separate from the rest of their environment, whether it's our work environment, home environment, or any environment. They bring all of that when they come to see us. Mm. So we need to, we take that all into consideration in what it is that we have to do for that patient. 
That's amazing. And and I have a similar thing happening in the sense that as a holistic nutritionist, again, it's like mm-hmm. I'm doing similar to what a functional medicine doctor is doing in terms of let's mm-hmm. try to find the root cause and then let's look at right. all of these areas. And it, it's really funny that you say that you spend more time because it's the same thing with me. It's like I spent I, like in the hour and a half in the initial consult and people are like, mm-hmm. wow, this is the longest that anyone has ever spent. Yeah. <laughs> with me but it's just so sad that that's not the norm it's like how in the world can someone who's been on the planet for 30 plus years um and has a serious issue get their issue resolved with a 15 minute consult yeah yeah. you know and i think that that's part of you know our our health system i think that's part of the challenges is that with with practitioners and, and doctors it's like you know, sometimes if they're if it's insurance driven, then you have to then you have to see a lot of people. Yeah. Um, and then Western medicine, our medicine is really compartmentalized. So it's like they have like a a foot doctor, an elbow doctor, yep. a hand doctor, and a heart doctor. But all those the the person is connected. Yeah. You know, so all of it uh, all of it has to be looked at. And, so know, I've never good. heard of anyone using aromatherapy. In tandem with dentistry, can you please explain how that works? Oh my gosh, yeah, it's uh, it's really awesome because it's one of the most popular things in our office. We use uh, the when someone is anxious when they come to our office. Yeah, that would be them, me. Yeah, <laughs> we give them some uh, lavender, and uh, scientifically, lavender uh, aromas are the um, our sense of smell. Yeah. It goes to the brain the fastest out of mm. all of our different senses, faster than sight, faster than hearing. It goes to the brain fastest. So when you give somebody something that um, that uh, is uh, is calming and mm. aromatherapy, they have like a whole, I'm sure that you know, they have like a whole litany of things, the different sense that yes. affect us in different ways. So when we give them um, something that is calming, it's really amazing. I mean, literally, it's amazing to see how that stuff works. Because yeah. I remember when I, I first... I first thought of using it, I was like, mm, you know, I'm not sure how this is going to work. But people were so, people would gen- come into the office and they'd be like, where's my lavender? Before they even sit in the chair. <laughs> See, now you've spoiled them. They're like going to other offices like, Exc- yeah. you don't have lavender? <laughs> you don't have lavender. You don't have any aromatherapy. Oh, but, that's um, awesome. Yeah it's, it's, yeah, it's interesting. But, you know, I think part of it, too, is that... Um, you know, um, holistic dentistry or holistic medicine in, in general can can be scientifically based. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? A lot of times they say it's like, oh, you know, it's kind of like, you know, yeah, I want some hard, hard data, and I want, but a lot of research has been done on that stuff. Yeah. And you know, but um, you know, they they try to make it seem like it's not scientific, but really it is scientific. Yeah. No, I hear you. Um, let's pivot and talk about diet and oral health. Like, what is the correlation between our diet and oral health? What oh, food huge. should we be avoiding? Oh my gosh! Yeah, the 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 incidence the incidence of diet and oral health it, it's just it's just amazing. There's a direct correlation between your your diet and your and what your teeth look like. So I have mm. patients. If you have patients that are predominantly um, if they're predominantly plant based diet and mm-hmm. they take care of themselves and all of that kind of stuff, then you generally don't see a lot of tooth decay or anything like that. Mm. You know, you you generally don't don't see that many that much issues. But then, if there's if the patients that it's it, the patients that um, are predominantly processed foods and you know um, breakfast is a bag of chips and some soda, 
and you know that kind of stuff. You and even with the children, you see it started really early with the children. Mm. But then you know, I think this goes back to what it is that we we were saying before that maybe if that um, if you look at the whole person, that person that has a plant based diet maybe is more aware of their health concerns and their health needs. Right. So they take better care of themselves in all different aspects of themselves. Right. So they might be they might be able to decrease their stress better. They might be able to, I don't know, their home life and their relationship life might be better. They eat better. So maybe all of that produces somebody that has less decay. Because, you know, one of my philosophies is that if we take care of our body, our body will take care of our our, our body will take care of us. Mm. So if you're feeding if you're feeding your body the right things, then it doesn't it doesn't break down because your your teeth getting cavities and breaking that kind of stuff is your your teeth your body breaking down. So maybe it doesn't break down if we provide with it provide to it what uh, what it requires. Does fiber play a role in this? I always wondered if it's just also just like eating food that actually has fiber because a lot of the processed food has no fiber it's pretty much just like salt sugar flour Uh uh-huh yeah 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 i think that that uh, i think that that's probably a uh uh, i think that that is probably a a function of it you know i Mm. think that probably fiber because fiber is something that helps the body and if you're it helps the body with moving stuff along with eliminating and if you're able to remove some of those toxins the less that your immune system has to deal with stuff, right? And probably the 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 better it is. So I, I would think that that uh, fiber plays a, a huge role in, in. And you would think a lot of times people think, oh wow, diet and dentistry or fiber and dentistry. You know what are you talking about? Right. <laughs> but like we said before, it, it's a it's a closed system. You know, right. it's not it's not separate from each other. You know. Right. Um, I think I've told you that I was poisoned by mercury. Or poisoned mm-hmm. by a dentist. I got mercury poisoning very early and didn't realize it till like maybe mid late twenties, and then had health crises mm-hmm. because of it. And then mm-hmm. also had to figure out and investigate on my own that I was poisoned by mercury. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah. What are some of the dangers of having the silver fillings, and what alternatives exist that people can ask for? People always ask me that question, and I don't know, you know, what yeah. to tell them. Yeah, yeah certainly. Um, so sometimes there's there's some um, aspects of the population that are very sensitive to mercury. Mm. So I'm, I'm assuming that you can be, you are one of them. So you can get like all different, they can have all kinds of, uh, it can manifest itself in all different ways, those mm. people that are sensitive to mercury. So definitely they should not have any of those uh, mercury fillings or what they call silver fillings or any for your listeners or any of the fillings that looks dark on your teeth. Yeah. All of those are mercury. All of those are mercury fillings. Yeah. So for those people that are very, very sensitive, they should not have that place because it, it, it can cause them like some really serious issues. And part of it too is that if you, just like you, if you don't realize that it might be the fillings, you know, you could be searching, searching, why am I not feeling well? They go from doctor to doctor to doctor, you know, they can't find out what it is, why it is that they're not feeling well, but there's something that they know is happening. Yeah. So that's why, that's why also it's important to, if you're going to do something like that, to include your checking to be with like a dentist also to see what's happening in your mouth. Mm. So those people that are sensitive to it, uh, we recommend that they don't put that in there. If they, if they do have it to take it out. And what you do is you replace it with what's called composite fillings. Mm-hmm. A composite filling is like a, um, it's like a, a, a filling that's like, um, it's like a composite of different materials, but it's, it doesn't have the same, uh, it doesn't have any mercury in it. 
stuff like that. And the one that we use at our office doesn't have any BPA in it, because that could be something also that causes some issues if you um, if you replace that that you're, you're trading you're trading mercury for BPA and it's uh, it so there are composites that have BPA. Yeah, there's composites that has BPA and there's composites that don't have BPA. Okay, okay. Yeah. I only know BPA from like water bottles and yeah, <laughs> trying to get BPA free, you know, water yeah. bottles. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's the same BPA. It's like a, a, a component of plastic. Okay, okay. Yeah, you kind of want to That it. sounds kind of dangerous to put plastic in your mouth, honestly, but. <laughs> yeah, for a long period of time. Uh, but uh, it, it's good that you can have, you can have the alternative that, that uh, you could have it without, which is really great. Okay. One one thing that I got into is oil pulling. Um, I uh-huh. I still do it, and mm-hmm. I find that when I do it, when I do go back into the dentist, they usually ask me questions like, um, "Are you whitening your teeth?" And I say, "No, I'm just oil pulling." <laughs> so um, I was wondering if you had any thoughts on it or any other alternative therapies that people can add to their daily routine that actually can improve their oral health. Yeah, certainly. You know, when I, I first heard about oil pulling from my um, from my patients, because they would all come in and say, you know, what about this? They're asking me about, you know, what about this oil pulling? And I was like, oil what? And right. they're like, oil pulling. <laughs> <laughs> so I, um, so for them, for those patients, they they said that they've had like very good results with it. Yeah. You know, and I'm I'm sure that you know it's like an ancient Ayurvedic um, um, principle that that uses. Mm-hmm. coconut oil and you swish it around your mouth and it pulls it's uh, supposed to pull all the toxins out and it's supposed to um it's supposed to kill bacteria and all of that but they've had they've said that it works really really well for them and they talk about the same thing that you they, their their breath feels fresher their teeth feel look like they're whiter mm-hmm. and their gums feel really good actually at our office you know it's interesting that you bring it up because we're going to be doing like a we're going to be doing a study on oil pulling. We mm. have uh, Dr. Mustafa. Oh, yes. She, she told yeah, me. She, yeah, yeah, yeah. So she's going to be doing a study on that to see how um, see how that, um, and we, you know, we, back to talking about scientific again, to see if there's a difference between oil pulling and then doing some of the other more um, traditional kind of like things that uh, traditional dentistry does. With uh, with some of the liquids that they use, so right. it, it'll be interesting. I'll definitely let you know how that turns out. But I, I think that oil pulling is something that uh, that you should continue to do. You know, mm. I, I think that uh, that is really good. As far as some of the other things that people could do, um, if you're going to be using like a, a mouth rinse and toothpaste, mm-hmm. I would recommend that your toothpaste um, doesn't have any alcohol. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have any sugar. Mm. It doesn't have a lot of chemicals. It doesn't have any dyes. Mm. Um, it doesn't have any um, sodium lauryl sulfate. What is that? Sodium lauryl sulfate is something that it's actually in a lot of um, it's in toothpaste and so, and it's in some mouth rinses. It's in a lot. It's in a lot of cosmetics actually. Wow. Um, I like a lot of soaps. A lot of um, and I think it, it's an agent that they use to make it like. Um, um, it's either it's either as a preservative or they use it to like bubble, make it bubble up. Mm. But in like in a lot of skin lotions and that kind of stuff. So really, you have to, as you probably know, you have to read labels when you when you buy stuff, especially stuff that you're going to put on your body and in your and in your body. So that's like sodium sodium lauryl sulfate. Yeah, so you're the like first dentist I've ever heard say, "Hey, pay attention to the labels of the things that you're buying." Like most of the time, they're like, "Just go get you some Crest." 
Go get yeah. you some Listerine that burns yeah. every time you use it. <laughs> yeah. Like literally, yeah. your mouth is all fire. <laughs> like it's crazy. Yeah. Um, yeah. What uh, those things to me? I mean, even when you're doing it, you can feel the sugar, and you can almost feel that yeah. it's it's ruining. Um, a, yeah. I've heard this term mouth microbiome. Like, what are, what are those things yeah. actually doing to our mouths? <laughs> yeah, you know, we have a lot of um, in our saliva has a lot of antibacterial um, antibacterial properties in mm. our, uh, in uh, is composed of our saliva, and um, I think that when you when you use those sorts of things, it kind of like maybe changes how that uh, how those things function mm. because the, that's a, that our saliva can prevent cavities. Mm. So sometimes um, with some people that when when they take some medication, it causes them to have dry mouth. And if they have dry mouth, which means that they're not producing as much uh, saliva as they uh, normally would, then they can get like they can get what they call rampant decay, which is like a lot of decay and very quickly wow. because they don't have like this they don't have like that saliva in the to protect their to protect their teeth. You know, it's really amazing how our bodies are. You know, I mean, it, it's just it's just in, incredible to me. I'm, I'm always amazed yeah. at, at the things that our our body uh, is able to do, and if we just support it. Uh, in the right way that it'll it'll really take care of a lot of uh, a lot of things that we need taken care of. Speaking of yeah. support, can we actually do anything to to regenerate cavities? Is there a way to like actually make a cavity like make a tooth come back yeah. to life? Yeah, you know, they, uh, people ask me that all the time, and I think that um, what you there's a few things that you can do. That if the decay is like really small and you can catch it early. There's some remineral, what's called remineralizing things that we can do. So there's like some paste. Mm-hmm. There's some other things that we can do that we've done at our office if the decay is small. And you can get some remineralization. If it's like big and it's, it's large, it's, it's already gotten to the point where your body can't, can't bring it back. Mm. So, but that, that's the key is, is to get it early, you know, catch it early so that you're able to not have like any kind of like treatment on it where you can just put these different, uh, we have different things that we can put on there. And it kind of like really helps. Yeah, that makes sense. I mm-hmm. This show yeah. is all about longevity um, mm-hmm. and living long, but also like feeling great. And oral mm-hmm. health is more important, I think, than people think, you know? I, I don't think people yeah. really think about it when they think about longevity, really. But yeah. what what diseases or conditions or, or, or um, health issues can we prevent by actually taking care of our mouths right you know one of the things that is very that i found very interesting there's been a a few studies done and the studies have said that the more teeth that you have missing the more it shortens your lifespan wow and i thought that wow that is amazing you know like you you because what happens is a lot of times people think that uh one of the things that happens when you get older is that you lose teeth, but that's not, not necessarily an accurate assessment. Mm. You know, we should be able to keep our teeth for all of our lives. Mm. Right? So that's one of the things that uh, for us at our office is that we want you to be able to keep your teeth for the rest of your life. And just the way that they are now, your teeth, the way that they are at like 20, 25 should be the same way your teeth are at, at 105, mm. you know, if you're able to take care of them. So I think one of the things that, um, to answer your question, one of the things that teeth really influence on like longevity is um, is how you have your your stomach, right? Mm-hmm. The first 
the first part of digestion is your chewing of your tooth, mm-hmm. the chewing of your food by your teeth. Mm-hmm. And it's very important because what happens is that if you don't um, masticate that food enough and break it down enough, so for example, if you don't have enough teeth to chew your food properly, mm-hmm. then what happens is when it goes through your digestive system, your stomach can't draw the nutrients out of that uh, right. out of the food. And it ends up being like half digested and half not digested. And I think that that's how you get some of these autoimmune diseases, like, you know, the the stomach issues that people have sometimes. Yeah, and a lot of gastrointestinal issues. Exactly, exactly. And then that goes back to you missing teeth, right? So that might be part of why it is that you're able to live longer if you have all your teeth. Because then you're able to you're able to to grind that stuff down. You're able to use it, get it so that your your body can use it properly. So for me, I think that that's one of the biggest things is that you really need to be aware that that if you have missing teeth, that you need to get those teeth replaced. No, that's um, so good because that, really the mm-hmm. teeth are the first line of us getting our nutrition. So like if we exactly lose them we yeah. like, we've lost like the you know what i mean we've lost yeah. like the engine that that runs the whole ship like it just it exactly. doesn't work exactly yes and you can't you can't chew your food properly you know? yikes so i think that 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 is something that's very important and and just as you're saying a lot of people don't realize that that is significant for your longevity you know mm. especially now it seems like you know we are living we are living longer we're taking better care you want to be able to go into your golden years with like with all of your teeth you want to go in with like uh, uh making sure that you're able to chew pro- properly so you can get the the uh, draw those nutrients out of your food that your stomach needs yeah that makes sense one last question mm-hmm. If you could ar- articulate what your vision would be for the future of dentistry and preventative mm-hmm. care, what would you say? Oh, wow. That, you know, nobody's really asked me that question before. That's an excellent one. Wow. So if I could kind of like uh, make stuff happen. In the yeah. Future, like what in the I would love to ask practitioners this because, you know, yeah, the world, we need to change. Awesome. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Wow. You know, I think that uh, one of the things that I would like to see happen is um, I would like for us to, to, in dentistry and as dentists, to to be more aware of those materials that we put in the patient's mouth. Mm-hmm. And then also to be more aware of, you know, dentists have like the highest rate of alcoholism, highest rate of suicide, highest what? rate of divorce, highest rate of all of those things, right? And I think part of it is that it, it comes, it is because our contact we have with mercury. So oh, to see it yes. implemented that you take, so even if not a lot of a lot of dentists are not placing mercury anymore, a lot of them are taking it out of patients' mouth and they're not taking the right precautions. Wow! And I think that that's why we're they're getting like they're getting all these different issues, right? Wow! So that I'd is like to toxic that stuff. Happen. Yeah, I'd like to see that happen. I'd like to see um, the influence of insurance decrease. In our um, in our profession, mm. because uh, what ends up happening is that as you depend more and more on insurance, then insurance takes over the industry, and they kind of start to determine what is it that you can prescribe for that patient because they'll only pay for certain things. Right. So I'd like to I'd like to see us if we are going to use insurance that it, 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 we completely change the way that insurance uh, operates within within dentistry. Um, and to have the insurance company pay for more things and to have it more in the dentist control what it is that they can prescribe for their patient mm-hmm. because the insurance is not the insurance is not a, a medical practitioner. 
The insurance mm-hmm. is just, you know, they're they're in it for the reason that they're in it. They're not in it for like for the the health of the patient. So I'd like to see I'd like to see that happen, and I'd like to see there be like more um, more cooperation between those of us that are that that think that think that things can be done on a more holistic basis. Yeah. Than, uh, versus and those that think that we need to stay more traditional. It doesn't have to be a division between the two types of dentists. Right. It could be um, the the relationship could be better. Those are those things. Excellent question. I really like that. Yeah. <laughs> no. I never thought of it before. That's excellent. No, that was a great answer. Um, yeah. So great to have you, Dr. Terry. Where can people yeah. find you in D.C.? How can they make an appointment? Yes. Our office is located in Capitol Hill by Eastern Market. It's 509 11th Street Southeast, 20020. Our telephone number is 202 202- Five four four three six two six, and our website is the DC Dentist T H E D C Dentist dot com. Awesome, y'all heard yeah. it here, the <laughs> DC Dentist dot com. Yeah. All right, it's been awesome yeah. to have you. I really appreciate it. I hope we can yeah. all get our oral health together. But thank you for being a great yeah. example. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate you you having me on. Thank you so much. No problem. Okay, y'all, it's time to take some questions from Instagram or email. Remember, if you'd like to have your question answered on the show, all you got to do is send me a DM, slide up into my DMs, or respond to the call for questions on my profile at The Raw Girl on Instagram, or contact me via my website, therawgirl.com. The question for today is from at Blessed Plant Power. She says, Raw Girl, what are some natural tips for teeth whitening? That is an awesome question. Um, One of the things we just chatted about with Dr. Victor that I do to whiten my teeth is oil pulling. If you've never heard of it, it's an Ayurvedic practice. It comes from the ancient traditional medicine system practiced in India, and it involves using an oil, usually sesame, coconut, or sunflower, and swishing it around in your mouth for at least 15 to 20 minutes and then spitting it out. You can do this in the morning or the evening or both um, when you brush your teeth. And I personally have noticed and have received comments from dentists about how white my teeth are when I practice this daily. It also can help restore balance to the mouth microbiome, reduce the pain of problem teeth, and reduce gum bleeding if you're having an issue with that. In addition to oil pulling, you also want to eliminate smoking if you're a smoker. um, And consider cutting down on drinks or foods that may stain your teeth like uh, drinking excessive amounts of black tea, coffee, red or white wine, or acidic drinks like soda. When you do drink these um, sodas, I don't actually recommend you drink ever. Um, But if you do drink them, I would use a straw and also brush right after your meal to reduce any possible staining of your teeth. I hope this helps you, lady. All right, y'all, it is time to close out the show. Hopefully our chat today has inspired you to take a good look at some of the oral health habits you have. Are you setting yourself up to have all of your teeth when you hit your senior years? If not, I really hope that you are inspired to start brushing, flossing, maybe even oil pulling, along with getting regular dental checkups. Remember, we need our teeth. Even if you are hashtag ageless and look amazing, 
you're probably going to need great teeth, sis, to enjoy your food and allow your body to assimilate all the nutrients from your meals well into your golden years. In the words of an anonymous person, you don't have to brush all your teeth, just the ones you want to keep. (laughs) Well, that's all for today, y'all. If you're looking for more health tips or have a question for the show, please find me on Instagram at TheRawGirl. You can also find me and contact me through my website, TheRawGirl.com. For more about the show, visit stayingagelessshow.com.